Very good evening, everyone. Um, welcome to the house of the Lord. Um, as we are gathered here uh, in presence of the Lord for the purpose of uh, renewing our faith and commitment to the Lord, as we enter into this time of worship, a few members of our community has something to share about how they have encountered God during the COVID-19 pandemic. Let us all be encouraged by their testimonies with a posture of reflection. worshipping here at Penang Trinity? How long have you been a part of this community of faith? How have you seen yourself grow and disciple to be more like Jesus? I have been worshipping at Penang Trinity since I was 10 years old, so that's 11 years now. <laughs> I've grown to be more disciple like Jesus in quite a few ways. One that I can think right off the top of my head is to be more patient like if for example in the past if someone wronged me old me would jump up and down swearing it wasn't me i was ready to fight like how can you accuse me that i didn't do it but now i resolve it by being calm and collected hi i'm big one here it has been 12 years since my husband and I joined TMC as members. We like the consistent preaching of God's Word by our pastors and lay preachers from the pulpit. In small groups, we also enjoy the open discussions which expand our thoughts and to allow us to know God more and more. I am single. I've been attending the Penang Trinity since 1988 and have been part of the community of faith 34 years. I have served in various positions in LCC and Methodist Center. I have grown by attending Bible study and weekly worship service with other worshippers. Greetings in the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ. 
I first started to be associated with Trinity Methodist Church in Penang in 1957 when I first attended the Sunday school. I was baptized in 1966 by the Reverend Tan Chi Kyong and has been attending this church ever since, that is until today. My Christian growth has been helped by my Sunday school teachers like Miss Helen Fox, Miss Andy Lim and Mr. Tan Chun Hall. During my youth days, the Reverend Patrick Yeo also helped me in my growth as a Christian. We used to attend, uh, we used to go to the Penang Methodist Center for retreats and that's how he got me to become the president of the Methodist Youth Fellowship. During my university days at the University of Malaya, I was much helped by Mr. Benjamin Hall in my Christian life from Campus Crusade for Christ. Mr. Benjamin Hall shared with me the spirit-filled life which has been very much, very much helpful to me till today. Question 2. COVID has impacted many in the past two years. What has been the most significant impact for you? For me, the most significant impact is definitely meeting with my friends in church. I remember pre-COVID era, we would first grab a bite from the table outside Solid Rock and then we would sit on the couch after the 9am service. Just chilling, relaxing while our mothers talk to each other. We would also bring our homework from school and then we would finish it in church after service. We also brought our Game Boys, our tablets, so that we could play together. It's been more than two years now, three, and many of my friends who are roughly the same age as me, we are all across the globe. Some are in the UK, some went to KL, and I myself am in Australia right now recording this. During the past two years, I learned that time waits for no man. In times of need, God is our provider, our strength and joy. Relationship is very important. I also learned to Zoom and even to pray with friends through WhatsApp. The most significant impact on me for the last two years was I am able to attend church service physically. And I was also uh, not able to interact with fellow worshippers. The COVID-19 pandemic has enabled me to adopt and adapt to the new normal especially in the field of technology. The sad part of the COVID-19 pandemic is that I was unable to attend the funeral of members whom I know personally like Mrs. Ong Len Hua to comfort their families, uh, to be there physically to comfort them. 
The good part of the COVID-19 is that I have been able to be strong and not only that, to be able to connect, feel connected and always stay connected with especially my small group members where we can help each other and encourage each other to grow. And the pandemic has actually made me even more sure and steadfast in my faith for Jesus Christ. How are you serving? Rededicating yourself to the Lord. A lot of people underestimate this and therefore don't do it. But I myself find that although I cannot offer much in terms of monetary offerings, but I can serve the Lord through my family. To serve them with hearts full of love and kindness. It is so very easy to snap at your own family members and to say hurtful things like, you're always so messy, you're always so selfish, you never help around. And that happens especially after a long day of work and then you just see like one piece of clothing lying on the ground and then you just like, gone. Your self-control completely snap. And that hurts feelings and family members. So to remain kind and pace your time, attention and feelings is definitely a way that I'm rededicating myself to the Lord. Well, I go by Colossians 3 verses 16 to 17. That uh, to be guided by the message of Christ and to relate to others by teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns and spiritual songs. In all that we do, we do it giving thanks to God the Father, the name of Christ. At present, I have visited those who never come to church for quite some time. I have invited them to come to church together with me. And to my non-believer friends, I used to share Christ's good news to them. Thank you. Presently, I am serving as the Honorary Captain of the First Penang Company Boys Brigade and also serving as a liturgist and sharing in the meditation on Sunday worship services. Also, to participate in the small group uh, which we meet every Saturday morning. From now until the time God takes me home, I will definitely be hearing God's voice and His leading so that I can be an instrument to help others also to grow in their faith. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for the contribution of these members. And uh, we also like to extend our uh, thanks 
um, to the video editing team as well. Uh, we hope that uh, their testimonies uh, will uh, encourage you. And um, as we come together for our church uh, 65th anniversary, let us continue to be in this posture of reflection uh, to reflect how, uh, how then as members of the church we can continue to um, follow God's direction and, and to, to walk in His ways. Uh, at this point of time, uh, we would like to just um, begin our worship session today with a response of remembrance and thanksgiving. Uh, shall we, I would like to invite all members to stand at this point of time. The Lord has been our dwelling place throughout all the generations. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. The Lord has been faithful. He calls us to step out into His embrace. Amen. Members of the church, let us just come together in one voice and just um, offer our praise and worship to Him. And in this time, let us continue to reflect on God's goodness in our lives and also in the life of the church. When the music fades, all is stripped away. And I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's a word That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart i'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you when it's all about you jesus i'm sorry lord for the things i made it when it's all about you when it's all about you of endless world no one could express how much you deserve though I'm weak and poor all I have is yours every single breath I'll bring you more than one I'll bring you more than a song for song in itself 
is not what you have required. You search much deeper with me through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. Come on, church. I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. When it's all about you, Jesus, I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I made it. When it's all about you, when it's all about you, Jesus, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. When it's all about you, when it's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I made it. When it's all about you, when it's all about you, Jesus. When it's all about you, Jesus. second song is Be Down My Vision and I think uh, during this season as we celebrate um, the anniversary of the church it's important for us to then ask the Lord what is His vision for us how can we play a part and I hope that through this song we can um, just open our hearts and our eyes to Jesus and ask God for His uh, direction for His guidance and wisdom in our lives so members Let's just uh, use this song as a form of prayer to the Lord. Be thou my vision. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Nor be all else to me, save that thou art. By day or by night Waking or sleeping Thy presence, my light Thou my wisdom And Thou my true word I ever Be for still be my. 
let's sing the first verse again. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Now be all else to me, say that thou art thou my best Lord by day or by night, waking or sleeping, thy presence, my life.
Spend some moments in the presence of the Lord. Let's just be assured that it is well with our souls when we are in His presence. That despite what may have happened before we came, despite what we are anticipating in any near future, right here, right now, the Lord's presence is with us and it is well with our souls. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that when our eyes are on you, all will be well with our souls. And so as we prepare to listen to your servant, Reverend Aaron Anand from Holy Trinity Bukit Bintang, will you keep our eyes on you, Lord? Would you keep our eyes fixed on you and nothing else? Be our vision, O Lord of our hearts. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. And the second preacher from Holy Trinity, Bukit Bintang, who is sharing with us over our anniversary weekend, Reverend Aaron Anand. Let's welcome him. Hello, Trinity Methodist Church, Penang. My name is Aaron, and it's a joy to be sharing the word with you on your anniversary weekend. 65 years. It's 65 years of God's faithfulness, His favor, love, kindness, and blessing. But it's also 65 years of your faithfulness to God and the Great Commission. 65 years of being faithful in prayer. 65 years of discipleship and evangelism and 65 years of obedience to the Lord. It's the Lord that builds His church. Psalms 127 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. So we give thanks to the Lord because He's still building your church and uh, also we celebrate your obedience your obedience is the Lord's vehicle to accomplish His purposes. And today, I want to speak a little bit about obedience in our journey with God. And the passage we're going to be looking at and read together is taken from Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. Beginning verse 1, it says, Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around Him was so large that He got into a boat and he sat in out on the lake while all the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables. 
Now, at this point, Jesus went about teaching about the parable of the sower, talking about being a light, how powerful is faith as small as a mustard seed aid, and so on. And after finishing his teaching, towards the end, he told his disciples this in verse 35. So we're just going to skip that part. In verse 35, chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, it says, That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obeyed him. Amen. Let me just say a short word of prayer and then we're going to jump in together. Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord. And today, Lord, this anniversary weekend, Lord, we just open our hearts and our mind to you, Lord. Invite you, Holy Spirit, come and speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I decided to follow Jesus when I was 19 years old. And during that time, I was in university finishing up my degree in petroleum engineering. And I had this dream of becoming a petroleum engineer, making tons of money, staying in a bungalow, having my kids all in international schools, and, ha and having money is the least thing that I worry about. Then when I was about 21, I felt this nudge of abandoning those dreams and following the Lord's call into ministry. I remember at that time, it was like the craziest thing ever. I told my mom about it, and my mom said, Huh? Do ministry? What are you going to eat? <laughs> I had fears of what it would look like for my future family. I had fears on what it would look like financially. It seems kind of illogical abandoning my precious degree and doing ministry. It was a call to follow Jesus to the other side. You see, in an unhealthy lens of ministry, a crowd is a symbol of success. It's easy to be comfortable and feel secure when we have a crowd. And I wonder for the teenage disciples of Jesus, how they must have felt when there was a huge crowd that gathered around them in Mark chapter 4. It said that the crowd was so large that Jesus had to get on a boat and preach from it. They probably felt a little secure in their position, knowing that they are able to attract a crowd or maybe feel like they've got it and arrive at the dream of being an influencer. This is the first large crowd that was recorded in the Gospel of Mark. But then all of a sudden, Jesus tells his disciple to depart. He said, let us go over to the other side. And this is my spiritual sense as I was preparing and writing this talk for you. What might be your journey to the other side? Is that what Jesus is calling you to? Jesus didn't call the crowd, but he called his disciples to the other side, a call to follow him. My prayer is that all of you disciples of Jesus will hear from him clearly today 
on what he might be calling you to or affirming the things that he has called you to. This journey to the other side is a journey of faith. Some of you individually perhaps have felt a bit of a nudge from the Lord and sense that he's calling you to something and you feel that it's scary or it's uncomfortable, maybe even sounds illogical. Fears and it being illogical is probably what went through the minds of the disciples when Jesus said, let us go to the other side. There was fear of uncertainty. See, this was the Sea of Galilee and fishermen whom the disciples were before they followed Jesus would know the uncertainty of the sea. The sea is located in such a way where when there is a sudden change of wind, it can produce a surprisingly furious storm in a short amount of time. The fear of uncertainty. The next one is illogical. It doesn't seem to make sense. A crowd of people, leaving the crowd of people for who? In Mark chapter 5, right after this passage, it said that when they landed, they met with one demon-possessed man. Jesus essentially left this large crowd for one demon-possessed man. Crowd was like glory or something we people in ministry would treasure a lot. But Jesus called his disciples to the other side. I wonder what is that thing which we hold so preciously in ministry that the idea of letting it go sounds illogical. Next one is maybe you feel uncomfortable in following your calling. The other side that Jesus was inviting them uh, to go to was a site inhibited mostly by non-Jews who worshipped a variety of gods, which naturally made the God-fearing Jews a bit more uncomfortable. This journey to the other side. You know, if you ever feel fearful toward what God is calling you to or you feel that it's illogical and it makes you uncomfortable, probably you're on the right track. And I want to share three encouragement for you when we obey Jesus and go to the other side. Number one, Jesus is in the uncertainty. Jesus is in the uncertainty. As the disciples were following Jesus to the other side, they were hit by a storm. Jesus could have just disappeared and chose to avoid it. Worse still, abandon his disciple and just skip the storm and meet them casually on the other side. But he doesn't do that. He's not a God that would hide behind his throne when a storm comes. He is not a God that is absent from the storm. Don't let the presence of the storm in your life vindicate the absence of God. He is in the storm with you. He is in the uncertainty with you. And no calling goes uncontested. In the last one year, I've been discerning on where the Lord might be calling me to. And I used to work with an organization called Alpha Malaysia. And I knew that time was up for me. In fact, God was so gracious that he sent a pastor from Sarawak who came and shared the same sense with me. And as time went by, it became very clear that the Lord was calling me to plant a church in Kuching, Sarawak. So I remember I went for my first recce trip to Kuching to really pray and discern. And my love for the city and the people grew stronger. And on my final night in Kuching, I was fast asleep. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I had this strange encounter. I heard footsteps just running around my bedroom for a while. And before hearing loud whispers just mumbling so close to my face and I got really scared and I kept my eyes closed. 
in my many years of serving the Lord, I've had experiences facing resistance from the, from the spirit that is not from the Lord, but never as intense as this. And in my fear, I spoke the name of Jesus and it instantly disappeared. And in that moment, I just remembered curling up in my bed and telling God, I can't do this. This call is too much for me. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of forces like this and spirits like this. The next day, I met with my friend and he didn't know what was said, what I said in my conversation with the Lord that night before. But he kept repeating this. He said, do not be afraid. There is power in the name of Jesus. Do not be afraid. As you pursue God and what He is calling you to, you might face resistance or experience a stormy season. But take heart. Jesus is in the storm with you. He is in the uncertainty. There is power in the name of Jesus. In this story we read earlier, when the storm came and the water started to fill the boat, the disciples did the right thing. They first ran to Jesus. Here's an encouragement. Don't let Jesus sleep in your boat in the midst of a storm. Jesus is not going to leave your boat. And sometimes we look at the storm and start to doubt if God is even calling me to this. If you're in the storm and all you have is Jesus, then all you have is all you need. And this leads to my second point. Jesus can bring peace to your uncertainty. Going to the other side with Jesus will reveal to us the God of the storm. In verse 38, it reads that the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, he rebuked the wind and said to the wave, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and he was completely calm. Jesus calmed the storm because he is the God of the storm. Whatever you're facing today, I want to encourage you that Jesus is the God of the storm. He's got the power to bring peace to the uncertainty. And sometimes He comes the storm that's in our surrounding when we pray and we give Him control. But oftentimes, He calms the storm in our hearts so that we can face the storm without being shaken, without being moved. And sometimes, I might warn you, you might even find yourself sleeping peacefully like Jesus in the midst of the storm and uncertainty. God allows us to experience the storm so that we would know who is the God of the storm. It says in the passage that the disciples were amazed. They were like, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. I pray that you will get a fresh new revelation of who Jesus is when you obediently follow him into the things that he's calling you to. My third and final encouragement, your obedience brings blessings to others. It says that when they reached the other side, they met, they met with a demon-possessed man and Jesus cast out the demon uh, out of that man. And uh, as Jesus was getting back into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. And this is what it writes in Mark chapter 5, verse 19. It says, Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people. Tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people, the Bible says, were amazed. 
You see, what happened here was this man who was demon-possessed, he went and shared about Jesus to the Decapolis. The Decapolis is basically 10 cities. Deca means 10. 10 cities heard about Jesus because his disciples was willing to leave the large crowd and follow him to the other side. Through the storm, met with a demon-possessed man and set him free and empowered him to go. There was a story of this woman by the name of Jackie Pullinger. At the time, she was a young British woman who felt the Lord called her to Hong Kong. And so she arrived in Hong Kong by boat in 1966. However, when she arrived, she knew no one there and had only $10 on hand. The only reason the immigration officer allowed her in was because her mother's godson was a police officer there. She found work as a primary school teacher in the Kowloon Walled City, which in the 1960s was not police and consequently had become one of the world's largest opium producing centers run by Chinese criminal triad gangs. Now, Jackie got to know some of the gang members and leaders despite the danger and helped them to find that Jesus can give a purpose and reason for living without having to use drugs. Later, she established a youth center that helped the drug addicts and street sleepers inside the walled city. As she got to work loving the unlovable, God showed up. Heroin users would pray and find themselves miraculously released from their addiction. Crime bosses surrendered their life to Jesus and prostitutes would quit what they were doing. Her work was even recognized by the Hong Kong government. She saw hundreds and hundreds of people come to faith. And it all began with the obedience of following Jesus from UK to Hong Kong, that journey from the other side. Where and what is the Lord calling you to in this season? Maybe it's to be a light in your workplace. Maybe it's to give your time to serve the Lord, to serve the community despite your busy schedule. Maybe it's a call to reach out to a family member who do not know Jesus or whom you haven't quite resolved a conflict with. Following God's call will invite all sorts of challenges and resistance, but it'll be one of the most meaningful journey because it's a journey with Jesus. It's a journey that grows our faith in Him and it's a journey that leads others to Jesus. And on your 65th anniversary celebration, my prayer is that in this season, you'll hear the Lord's calling so clearly and you'll take that step of faith of giving your time and your obedience and your heart in following that calling. Let me just close this with a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that each and every one of them who is listening right now, Lord, you have a purpose in their life, Lord Jesus. And the purpose is greater than ourselves, Lord. It's just like how you came and laid yourself down so that you, we can be set free and you served us, Lord. May we be like you, Jesus, one that will lay down our own desires, Lord, desires and selfish dreams that is not of you, Jesus, and give ourselves to you to serve others in the hope that others may come to know you. And God, I just pray for those who are walking so faithfully in this calling and uh, for the many leaders who have been faithfully 
are serving and the congregation who's giving their time and their offerings to you, Lord Father God, would you bless them and Lord, would you sustain them, Lord, as they continue to walk obediently in this calling that you have for them. We bless them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Once again, happy 65th anniversary and God bless. We want to thank Reverend Aaron for that sharing, that blessing. And once again, I want to give us all an opportunity to search our hearts and to respond to God and His Word. And so I invite you, just where you are, to just be still before the Lord. Just bow your head, close your eyes. If you're around distractions, just move away to a quiet place. And will you just be still before the Lord? Remember you are in His holy presence. And as we sit before Him, I encourage you to once again affirm that wherever you may be, whatever is going on in your life, it is well with your soul. The Lord Jesus is with you. And as you examine your life and your relationship with the Lord, where is Jesus right now in your life? In all the things that you are doing and occupying your life with, is he standing with you? Or is he across the lake calling you to the other side? Is he perhaps obscured by a storm between you and him? Where is the Lord Jesus in all that is going on in your life right now? And I want to invite you to ask the Lord to search your heart and ask Him what might He be saying to you tonight? In the songs, in the prayers, in the word that has been shared, what is the Lord saying to you? Is He calling you to follow Him Is he calling you to something that might be uncertain or uncomfortable or maybe even illogical? Is he challenging you to obey something in faith because it would be downright impossible without him? Is He calling you to share the blessings that He's poured out upon you with others around you?
Or perhaps, are you currently experiencing the peace of knowing you're exactly where He is and where He wants you to be? And as He lays a particular sense or burden on your heart, how is He calling you to respond? Are there any commitments you need to make to Him tonight? And if you're experiencing the peace that comes with being where Jesus is, would you just say a prayer of thanks and enjoy His presence? And if you sense an invitation to respond, would you also take this time to talk to Him? Say a quick prayer of what you intend to do in response to what He has said to you. If it is help, ask for it. If it is yes, make that statement of resolve. Lord, you give us all the call to follow you and that in itself is a call that calls us to leave what is familiar, what is comfortable, to follow you into often what is unknown, what is scary, what is alien to our worldly desires our sinful nature. And yet, Lord, we know that as a loving and good God, you only call us into places that lead to life, into places that build your kingdom, that bring others into redemption. And so, Lord, you have heard all of us in our various postures, wherever we are, how ready we might be to say yes or to say no or to say I'm sorry. Lord, would you strengthen our resolve that this evening as we gather in this time of renewal, would you renew our spirits? Would you renew our minds? Would you renew our hearts? Renew our commitment. Renew our resolve. Where we have found ourselves feeling stale, 
uninspired, cold, or distant from you or for one, from one another. Holy Spirit, would you renew us, fan into flame your call and your gift for all of us. Lord, you hear the responses of each of our hearts. We pray that you remind us continually of not just our intention or our desire, but remind us that your presence is with us and that you are helping us to follow through on whatever commitments we might have made. That, Lord, you set us up for success in your eyes. Thank you, Lord. And as we keep our eyes on Jesus who fulfills us and gives us an all-encompassing peace, when you are ready, I invite you to stand. And as you stand, let us sing a song of commitment, a song of renewal of our trust in the Lord and our obedience to Him. Let's sing, Christ is enough. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back.
Jesus it's not an easy one that journey brings us through storms and yet Lord in your presence all is well with our souls you calm the raging seas everything that we do for you you make possible And so, Lord, as we dismiss, will we dismiss with the confidence of knowing that we have heard from you and that we have responded in a way that pleases you? Would we have that confidence and the conviction of knowing that we are right where you want us to be? And Lord, if we have not yet made that step for whatever reason, Lord, would you bring us there? Would you adjust the circumstances of our lives? Would you get our attention? Would you orchestrate people around us, bring us to that point? And Lord, as a church for Penang Trinity, bring us to to that same place, that posture of humility, that readiness to answer your call wherever you have called us to, not just here in Penang, but in our own families, our own workplaces, our own schools, our own communities. Help us, Lord, to look beyond, beyond ourselves and our own faith. Help us to look at the bigger picture of all that you call us to as a church and as a follower of Jesus. Lord, we don't want to be found lagging behind. 
We don't want to be found losing our way. But we want to be following you closely every step of the way. So would you enable us, Lord? Would your Holy Spirit fill us, make us sensitive to you and your leading? Would you mold our hearts, break what needs breaking, soften what needs softening, strengthen what needs strengthening? We commit ourselves and our church to you, asking, Lord, that you also dismiss us with the blessing of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that we will walk forth and go forth with the conviction of knowing that we are kept and that we are following the Lord of ages now and forevermore. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us. You are welcome to linger in the Lord's presence if you so choose. Or if you like me to pray for you or with you, please do let me know. Tomorrow, our anniversary celebration service will be at 10 a.m. There will be no 5 p.m. service. Okay, so see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. The Lord bless you. Have a good night's rest.